It has been said that we are but one generation away from forgetting our history. Welcome to American Heroes Network, where we serve our American tradition with Gary Ray. In our program, you will hear firsthand the personal accounts of heroes whose unselfish actions have contributed to the traditions and values that represent the soul of America. You'll also hear from our partners and affiliations presenting news events and ways that our veterans and their families can rebuild their lives. Now, here is Gary Ray. Today is November 14, 2017. Good morning and welcome to the American Heroes Network Radio. As always, my co-host is Lieutenant Colonel Bill Forbes, U.S. Army retired. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Gary. And as always, it's great to be with you. Well, thank you, Bill. And again, uh, well, we had a big weekend just last weekend. It was Veterans Weekend. Uh, how did you feel, Bill? Very busy, very busy and intense. You know, I bet. You know, I tried I tried going to more than two or three restaurants. I was done. <laughs> <laughs> we got to take yeah. advantage of those those meals. I'll tell you, they're, they're filling and, and they're well worth it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now, last, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, and you get a chance to come in contract, contact with a lot of veterans. Oh, yes, definitely. There were a lot of veterans at the locations. In fact, uh, one of them, there was like an hour and a half wait. And that was, of course, the Roadhouse, uh, you know, steakhouse. But oh, my we expect. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, last week we had Andrew Marr with us from Warrior Angels Foundation. He had a lot to give us about information about TBI and PTSD and also told us about his new book. Be sure to purchase Andrew's new book and all the proceeds go to helping uh, veterans with uh, uh, the TBI and PTSD. The Warrior Angel does things right, not for promise of reward or fear of punishment, but simply because it's the right thing to do. This is the way the Warrior Angels are. If you missed the live program, you can hear the archive show on the AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. Now, Bill, you usually have some articles for us, some news articles. What's going on out there? Well, Gary, and this is a follow-up to a very uh, active and involved uh, Veterans Day. Uh, uh, and, and our listeners should know that uh, we are now within the last year before the 100th anniversary of the ending of the Great War, which was World War One, and uh, and that was in 1918, and which is where uh, the Veterans Day concept came about uh, early on with the signing of the armistice at Versailles in France. So, as you know, that was done on the uh, at the uh, 11th hour on the 11th day, the 11th month of 1918. So, and then uh, President Dwight Eisenhower in 1953 expanded that and uh, came up with the name of Veterans Day to be inclusive of all of our veterans who served in uh, in uniform. And uh, so it was very busy, and especially with our friends and comrades in in Puerto Rico, Gary, as you know, uh, they've been through some trying experiences there. Uh, yes. With being um, having uh, to go through two uh, landfalls of, uh, of hurricanes, but uh, you know Puerto Rico has got about uh, a population of about uh, 3.5 million people in. Of that population, 95,000 uh, are veterans there, 
And, but they came out and they weren't deterred by uh, all of the uh, the uh, bad situations they've they've got to to deal with and they're continuing to deal with. But many of them got up and spoke of their experiences as the uh, uh, hurricane made landfall and uh, uh, how uh, proud they are for their service to the country and. Um, you know they they will continue to move forward to uh, to rebuild and get things going again and they, and and the veterans were there lined up at tables where the Red Cross was handing out uh, bottled water and other other items that are, uh, were needed still needed by uh, many of the citizens there in Puerto Rico. So in spite of what they've gone through, uh, they had a great day. Uh, uh, with uh, Veterans Day. Well, that's great. That's great. And I yeah. know, again, they did uh, show just about 10 or 15 seconds on TV about that, showing uh, you know how they down there put on their uniforms and their badges and pins yeah. and their caps. And they're just to get recognized again. Uh, they're a loyal group. Good luck to them. Especially, we had about 150 of them, by the way, show up at Orlando Airport. Um, and they do have uh, lines for uh, them, hopefully, uh, uh, getting jobs and, and moving ahead with their lives. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, uh, it's going to take a while still, but uh, we our prayers go out uh, for comrades and friends there that things will be better again. That's now, right. the next thing I'd like to bring up to you, because, you know, Gary, in every war or combat experience we we have, you know, certain kinds of situations come out as far as health concerns are right. with uh, right. those who serve. And there's uh, a uh, a veteran there in the Tampa, Florida area, not too far from you. His name is Sean Scott. And uh, he was able to uh, get a, an awareness conference together at the ta- Tampa VA for the those who suffer who've served in the, in the Gulf War, and uh, you know, Gary, uh, one of the things that came out about this is uh, do, doing this uh, conference is that the VA does not have many doctors on staff that are uh, you know really up to date on the conditions that uh, uh, those who served in the, um, in the in the Gulf War. And uh, the uh, areas that they're concerned about uh, uh, as far as uh, uh, skin problems. And um, uh, this seems to be a a major, major concern there. So uh, Sean Scott is is, uh, uh, keeping this group together and uh, working along with the uh, VA in, uh, in Tampa to be able to serve our veterans there. In a, in a more positive way in the uh, in the Tampa area, and hopefully for all of those uh, Gulf veterans across the country. Right, exactly. Yeah. Right. And just one other note, Gary, the the Secretary of Veterans Affairs, Shulkin, uh, has called for an advisory board. He says that uh, he's not looking for ways to uh, interfere with. Uh, uh, veterans uh, benefits, but he says this new approach will be an effort to deal with the department's vast array of compensation uh, programs while stressing again that uh, 
that I'm not going to touch veterans' uh, benefits. Uh, you know, uh, we mentioned, I believe it was last week, that uh, uh, the Secretary was considering some uh, ailments uh, affecting Vietnam veterans uh, from uh, Agent Orange. Uh, and they were supposed to uh, uh, make a decision on whether or not uh, veterans would be able to file compensation for those. And that uh, just at the last moment, he says, we need continued studies. So I don't know. We'll, we'll follow the secretary's lead and see uh, where that gets us. Yeah, well, it's hopefully not another 50 years to find that out. Uh, well, we... We don't need that kind of longevity no. as we uh, as we wait to, for our veterans to get the care and attention that they need. That's true. Well, let's get on with our guest. And actually, if you start believing that there is a uh, uh, resolution to homelessness for our veterans, you have to pay very close attention to this uh, uh, broadcast. And again, if you have friends that want to hear it, you also can go to AmericanHeroesNetwork.com and listen to the archive show. It's very important. Again, this is a solution. I can't, I can't see any negatives on it. And Bill, why don't you go ahead and introduce our guest? Well, uh, Gary, we are honored today to have as our guest Jeff Gustin from the Veterans Outreach of Wisconsin. Jeff is a lifelong Wisconsin resident. He's the father of uh, three children, and the eldest son is a co- Army combat veteran. Now, Jeff has nine years of business management experience. Uh, Jeff is a graduate of the University of Wisconsin Parkside's nonprofit leadership course. Jeff is also the co-founder and executive director of the Veterans Outreach of Wisconsin. And Jeff states that as a civilian that he is very much committed to offering a hand up to those veterans who have served this great country and are now experiencing hard times. So, Gary, we welcome Jeff Gustin to the American Heroes Network. Welcome, Jeff. Welcome, Jeff. Thank you. Good morning. Thanks for having me today. All right. Now, Jeff, how did, how did uh, the uh, Veterans Outreach uh, of Wisconsin come about? Whose brainstorm um, is that? Kind of started by accident. Um, it was brought to my attention along with a couple friends of mine that there was a formerly homeless veteran who didn't have the resources or means to furnish his new home. So uh, we used the power of social media to get donated furniture to furnish his home so he could start to live comfortably. And uh, one of the thoughts we had is if there was one, there was more than one. So we kind of collected a garage full of furniture, and that was in December of 2013. By February of 2014, we outgrew that garage, we outgrew a barn, and we had to rent our first warehouse. And we were furnishing over 20 homes a month for all for formerly homeless veterans here in our area. Yeah, that's and, uh, we just We grew off of that. Yeah. Now, now, Jeff, as far as, uh, again, you're, you're sort of getting into the uh, veterans uh, service organizations. Is that is there only one as far as the outreach of Wisconsin? Is, are, are there other states? Are you planning on uh, covering other states? 
Uh, right now, it's just here in southeastern Wisconsin. Um, one of the things I'm kind of big on is if everybody took care of their own backyard, we wouldn't have a problem. Uh, we're right. more interested in inspiring other communities to start something similar to what we have because they better understand and know the needs that are in their communities. Mm-hmm. That's true. Very, very true. Uh, and again, you know, to to uh, maybe think about becoming, like you said, if everybody, uh, you know, paid attention to their own backyard, it wouldn't be problems. But there is, and uh, especially in areas, where is that, uh, uh, Bill, out in, is that Montana? Or, I think it was Montana where it's very sparse as far as facilities. Oh, yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, services are very, uh, very sparse. In some cases, uh, uh, 100 miles uh, away from one locality to, to the next. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you came up with a, you came up with an idea that, uh, you know, when I first uh, saw that and, and was mentioned to it, the reason I was mentioned to it to a lot of people was because I'm from Milwaukee. And, um, you know, you're in Racine. And, and it's, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty cool uh, to see, you know, hometowners. Of course, I haven't been up there for a while. Uh, and I still have a lot of family up there. Um, that this this could happen, and uh, hopefully we can move ahead with it. And if we can offer our help in any way, uh, Jeff will be more than glad to do that. Okay. Oh yeah. Now, why don't you go ahead and tell us about? I, I guess I, I mentioned uh, I sort of threw it out there a little bit ago, where we mentioned about uh, uh, people that believe in homelessness can be. Solved again. Your way is is a way to do it. Um, well, the model that we're using, um, we're using tiny homes to help end homelessness in our area. Uh, we built a village of fifteen tiny homes um, that incorporates a community center. Uh, the tiny homes is a place that a veteran can move into, have their own dwelling, um, something they can take ownership of, have pride of. And then uh, the community center is here with all the resources that they need and also to bring them closer together. All right. So what, well, what, the easiest way to kind of think about it would be the tiny houses are a bedroom. The community center is the rest of the house. We yes. left certain amenities out of our tiny houses. Uh, there's no running water. There's no cooking other than a microwave. And we did that on purpose because we are still working with homeless. Uh, we didn't want to give them everything they could that they could isolate themselves in these small homes. Uh, they have to socialize. They have to run into other people because the bathrooms, showers, laundry, kitchen, rec area, that's all in the community center. Exactly. Well, we're going to cover more when we get, uh, right when we get back from our break. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on a variety channel. And we'll be right back. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. 
for those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space in all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live, Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time, on The Voice of America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Jeff Gustin from Veterans Outreach of Wisconsin. And, uh, Bill, I know you had a couple questions. Yes. Uh, 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 Jeff, the concept uh, that you have uh, in this project is truly remarkable to uh, help veterans. But uh, in addition to, uh, you know, being without a place to stay and this solves that portion of it, give our listening audience an, an, an idea of some of the kinds of special issues in addition to having a place to stay that uh, they bring to uh, your your homeless setting uh, as you take them in that, that needs to be worked out? Okay. Well, it's, it's like I said, it's not just a place to live. It's a homeless recovery program. Um, right here in our community center, which is their comfort zone, uh, is basically the rest of their house. We're bringing all the services to our location. Uh, we're going to have peer-led support groups for PTSD and addiction problems. Uh, we got the county veteran service officer is going to come here, set up shop, and do benefit searches. Um, as you know, a lot of veterans are entitled and they've earned benefits, but they don't know about them. We're going to make sure that they're getting everything they've they deserve and they've earned from their time of service. Uh, we're going to run financial workshops. 
financial workshops are going to be huge in helping them in the future, learning how to budget and manage their money. Uh, for those veterans who are on a fixed income, they may have enough income to survive. They just don't know how to manage that money. So we're going to teach them how to do that. Uh, we're going to do resume writing, uh, mock interviews to help them get jobs. We're also doing job searches for them. We're, we're going to reach out to local employers and we want to get them not just a job, but a career, something that's life-sustaining employment. Uh, music therapy, art therapy, all of that is going to take place right here at our location rather than them having to go to multiple places for all these services. I think that's well, the idea, isn't it? Where, uh, you, you know, you have someone come in, they need the help, they need uh, some type of career or a job. Uh, this is the starting, this is the start, start gate for them. And uh, they can move yeah. on after this. It's not, it's not a permanent residence. No, no, this is, a, and what's unique about our program is it's tailor-made to each individual need. Um, when they come in, our resident coordinator is going to work with them for a week or so, a lot of questions and answers, a lot of feeling out. Uh, we're going to find out where they are in life now, what put them there, where they want to be in life, and we're going to tailor this program to meet their needs. Um, one of my things is, is, you can, is there is no one-size-fits-all. Uh, somebody that may have just lost a job and recently lost their housing isn't going to require as many resources and time and effort as somebody who's been living shelter-to-shelter shelter or on the streets for five years. So to put them all in one one lump sum and give them all the same treatment isn't going to be very productive. And, uh, you know, that's the highest key for success is to do something at somebody at their own pace, you know, at their comfort level. So for our program, there is no time limit to it. As long as they're making positive strides towards that end goal of financial security and their own permanent stable housing, we're going to work with them as long as that takes to get there. Mm-hmm. You know, there's always been a big concern out there, uh, and I know you. I don't know if you've ever, if you guys and your group ever got together and, and talked about this end of it. Uh, but I'm talking about where the female vet. You have female vets. Is that going to be like separate locations? They're going to have their own little complex, and the males are going to have, or you're going to combine the two, or that hasn't been discussed yet. No, this is all co-ed. Um, the tiny houses are single occupancy, so each each resident has their own place to stay. Okay. The community center is set up with men and women bathrooms. Um, we have four independent shower rooms with locking doors. Uh, it's not locker room style. Uh, we're equipped to take you know both men and women um, handicapped. We're, we we covered all the bases that way. Great. Yeah. Well, Jeff, the, commu- uh, the community concept, I think, is a great idea to be able to have all of those elements you, as you just discussed, because uh, uh, I'm sure the residents there, many of their interests and concern, are, uh, they're all facing the same situation where they can have discussions and share their experiences and even what they've been able to do in terms of to get beyond that. But one of the things that you mentioned uh, that uh, Gary and I both know about that if you have the support of the County Veteran Service uh, uh, offices, 
to help you. Uh, that's a great concept because I think one, two things that are important that uh, 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 needs to uh, take place is that the veterans, uh, their, their health is as is best as it can be, being able to access the VA uh, for health care and also from the compensation end so they have money to be able to take care of their personal expenses. And uh, I think it's in the, uh, uh, in the lacrosse area there. There's a gentleman that uh, we recall, Jim Young, uh, uh, who uh, is a very outstanding uh, supervisor in that office for the County Veterans Service uh, offices. So uh, I'm, I'm sure if not him particular, but some of the other persons there in that program in the state of Wisconsin, you've been able to have them to support you in, in helping veterans. And he was, he oh, was the, uh, yeah, he was the president. Oh, national. Wasn't he just national. about a uh, national? Okay. Yeah, that's okay. about five years ago. Okay. Yeah, and he's we, work, been, we uh, work really close with um, the Racine County Veteran Service Officer in uh-huh. Kenosha, which is the next county to the south of us. Um, the, the County Veteran Service Officer for Kenosha is actually on our board of directors. So we have a very good working relationship with them. I think Jim is a uh, lacrosse, isn't he? Yeah. Yes. That's okay. Ver- Vernon County is that uh, is that that county there uh, in 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 Wisconsin? Vernon County. Uh, down on that side of the state, I wouldn't. I'm not quite sure. Okay, yeah. yeah, definitely check that out. He helped a lot of guys out uh, from my end, also. So. Anyway, what what other programs? Once they're in in the situation, we're in, in that uh, tiny home, okay, and uh, you have programs that are going on. Uh, you have anything put together as far as the different programs that you could give us examples of? Well, yeah, we well we we drew in um, AA meetings, um, like I said, the peer led support groups for PTSD, uh, just and just the therapy. Stuff we're, we're setting up, you know, for art therapy and music therapy. Um, just to, and that's all designed to bring them closer together. You know, let them share their experiences. And uh, one of the things I've said all along before we even started this project is, is we're going to provide a place for them to lean on each other. They're going to do more good and more help for each other than we possibly ever could. We're providing a good place for that to happen um, with our, you know, support groups. Uh, I'm not a veteran myself. I would never walk into that support group because I want them to be able to comfortably open up to somebody else that has shared their experiences, and that's going to be huge for them. Um, There's nothing like that in the area here. If they go to a general shelter, they're roomed up with seven other people. You know, here they have their own place to call home. They have their peers that they can lean on and work through things with, and that's just going to be huge for their recovery. The camaraderie, exactly. That's what it's all about. Okay. Now, I, I know before we talked a little bit about this as far as uh, the time spent uh, in, in these tiny houses. And so there's really nothing that they have to uh, sign or put in writing that uh, they're going to they're gonna be here for a certain amount of time or, or years. Uh, looking for that career and, and, and the possible employment? No, there, there's no time limit to it. They do have to agree to all the programming, though. 
Um, okay. Like I said, Good. we're gonna we're gonna work really hard, and we're gonna work with local employers to put them to work. Uh, it's not a free ride. Um, they got to do a lot of work as well on their own, but we're gonna you know give that environment for that to happen. Um, like I said, the, the rules you know it's a community. Um, it's a sober living environment. Uh, you know, there's a long list of rules. Each resident on the ground has to do community service hours within the community, within the village. And that's one of those things that's not just designed so we get free labor and get our stuff done. But somebody that's lived on the streets for five years, well, you need to build back that responsibility of everyday life. If you take somebody from the streets and just put them in a house, they're going to live in that house as just as they did on the streets. Um, you know, they're not going to do their dishes on a regular basis, clean the windows, cut the grass, because they, they're out of that habit. That wasn't a way of life for them while they were homeless. So we're going to instill that back in them before they move into their own housing so nothing comes as a surprise. We want them to be prepared for success when they move on. All right. Well, we're going to talk more about them, but first we're going to go ahead and take a break. We're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on our variety channel, and we'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes Network. Network.com and syndicated on iTunes. What makes a great leader? Most have a vision, one that starts beyond the resources available and continues from that point into developing a solid plan, organization, and company. Leadership issues are discussed each week on Voltcast, illuminating leadership with host Jeff Smith. Jeff has years of experience as a leader and executive coach, and his guests will bring you information that can help a team of any size. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Jeff Augustine, with the Veterans Outreach of Wisconsin. And Bill? 
Uh, Jeff, explain to our listening audience uh, with reference to the affordability of this concept uh, with the communal living there versus the conventional complex. Well, we have we have fifteen independent units on our grounds that make up the village, and with the donated materials that came in, and all of these tiny houses were built with volunteer labor. It, it costed us about five thousand dollars a unit to build. Um, it's far more affordable, and it, along with the being affordable, rather than somebody just having a room down a hall, they have their own structure that they live in, their own place to call home that's detached from everything else. And it was a great way for us to get our community involved here as well. A lot of people support our, have been supporting our programs even earlier, but there was times where we did community build days to build the tiny houses where we'd have 30, 40 people here on site. Um, it really made it a community effort to, to get this project up off the ground that way. That's certainly amazing, Jeff. And 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 you, in, in your explanation there, you touched on the community. And then I, I, I'm looking at your website, and I see, and obviously there are needs uh, as far as food and toiletry and toiletries and the household items. A, explain, if it is the case, how the community uh, is assisting with you in, in, in covering those areas. Well, Along with our tiny houses, one of, a couple of our other programs, we have a food pantry here for uh, at-risk veterans, and we have over 100 veterans that come through every week. Uh, our food pantry, is, our shelves are stocked because the community makes donations to us. Uh, very little food has to be bought to, to fill our shelves. And then also with furnishing formerly homeless veterans' homes, all of them furnishings have been donated. Yeah, we don't go out and buy furniture. It's stuff that the public wants to give us to help out our veterans that are that are struggling. Well, that's amazing. Now, I I I also see on your website there that you have a program that's called Buy a Brick, and these bricks comes in in different sizes. And I think that this is the uh, the uh, for that the area where. All the veterans can come in into the center of the uh, area and, and get together. Explain to us about the uh, Buy a Brick program. Um, well, it's a memorial brick. Uh, you can buy a brick, put any message you want on there, put your name, anything you want. And we put a, we're building a patio right in the center courtyard of the Veteran Village. And our reason for that is I myself have bought memorial bricks for places and People look for them, and they're off to the side, and they're hard to find. But ours are a centerpiece of the village. Um, we want our veterans that are here to see at all times that the community has their back, that the community is behind their recovery, and all they have to do is look down at the ground, and they'll see all the names that are supporting them directly. Um, I can, again, I can tell them till I'm blue in the face that, Everybody is behind them. Everybody has their support, but for them to see it for themselves uh, is going to be huge for their morale. Do uh, are you having any uh, special events there where 
folks from the community can come in and participate and, uh, uh, you know, see uh, the, the great progress that you've made and, uh, you know, be open uh, to the community? Yeah, we, uh, we're, we're open the door. Um, somebody wants to come in and learn about our programs, they're always invited here. Um, we have multiple other veteran organizations and faith-based organizations that are going to be coming in on weekends and evenings and cooking meals for our residents. Um, I tell people all the time, if uh, you've got a free afternoon you just want to come in and play cards with somebody, come on in. Uh, we, want, we want the community to engage with our residents to, to, so, again, so they can see it firsthand that you know, the community is behind their, behind their recovery. That is simply outstanding. Uh, community support is is uh, is uh, very important. Now, uh, uh, do you accept donations? Yeah, all the time. Um, our organization is here because of donations. Great. All right. Now, if someone wanted to sponsor, uh, not sponsor, but yes, yeah, sponsor or participate as far as the whole whole. Um, uh, it's going to be 15 per per area. The, the houses. Yeah, we, we did a village of 15. Um, okay. The, that number of 15 is what our organization feels we can successfully case manage at the size we are now. Uh, we already know that the need is greater than the, and if we're going to grow and put on a bigger village, we have to grow as an organization first to be able to meet the needs of it. That's true. That's true. Now, is there somebody going to be on site all the time, or uh, we'll be on site most of the time? And actually, one of our employees lives directly across the street from the village, and okay. he is our first go-to. He can literally look out his bedroom window and see all, see the whole place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, security is pretty tight there too. I mean, will it be? Yeah, um, all the common areas are video surveillance, and every resident will be well aware of that. Um, and again, with the rules that are out there, they're pretty strict because we have 15 individuals living on the same grounds, very close to each other. So we have to, you know, we got to make sure we keep everything under control that way. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, is this thing ready to go? It's all ready and accepting veterans or applications. Already? Yes, we uh, had, our, we had a ribbon cutting a week ago. We wanted to bring the public in and see all the work that they've done and we've done before we moved in residence. And we've done. We've started the application process, and right now the resident coordinator is doing background checks and screenings. And uh, we're hoping by the end of this week that uh, we're going to have our first batch moved in. And the way we're doing that, because it's a new program, we're going to move in five residents. Uh, take our time, make sure everything is going the way we anticipate it to, and then we'll do two more phases of five move-ins just so it's manageable because, again, it's a new program. We want to make sure we didn't miss anything on our end. That's great. Bill? Well, uh, I think another th- a point of interest is these uh, uh, the veterans come in there. Uh, will there be an opportunity for their families uh, to be able to come in and interact and to provide them additional support while they're there? No, absolutely. Um, during daytime hours and up until 10 o'clock at night, visitors are always welcome. Uh, this is their home. 
So if they want to even host a dinner for their family, they can do that at this location. You know, if they want visitors to come in, we have a lot of green space. So in the summer months, if you know they want to invite anybody, any of the friends, family, anything, uh, that's going to help them in their recovery to kind of have that sense of pride back that they're hosting things. They're putting events on themselves for their family members. That that is outstanding. Also, to maintain that uh, the the unity within the family uh, as they uh, you know find their way and get back to uh, uh, a semblance of success. I, and I, I would I would imagine that uh, some of these veterans probably have have kids uh, uh, that um, you know under the circumstances they're separated, and that's certainly a, a, a great opportunity for them to maintain that connection uh, with that part of the family. Oh yes, and you know they'll have a location to do that. You know, we, we can't have overnight visitors, but during the day, absolutely. If a veteran has, you know, children, he, they can bring them here, and, you know, there's activities that they can do. You know, it's not just sitting in a small little house. There's there's a whole grounds here with it. They have the use of the community center. So, and that that's just going to help them along. That's going to make them feel like, you know, they're important again, and they're getting back on their feet. All right. You know, Jeff, uh, I've in the past have dealt with some uh, agriculture uh, up in the area of Michigan, uh, Minnesota, uh, Wisconsin, Florida, um, and how they're willing to take on vets and teach them about growing, uh, growing vegetables. And um, that might be something that you can add on to yours where they can they can make grow their own vegetables and, and actually uh, make money selling them if it comes to that. But that's, that's another area uh, you might be able to cover uh, once everything starts rolling for you. Yeah. Oh, actually, on the ground, we had a local 4-H club that built us raised garden beds. And we're right. putting in a good-sized ground garden. And, again, it's, it's therapeutic. It gives them something to do. They can get out yes. there, get their hands dirty. But the raised beds, even those that may have disabilities, can still get out there and do the same work side-by-side side with somebody that's, you know, completely able to work on the ground. And, you know, we're saying... Our garden's probably not big enough for them to sell vegetables and that, but they're going to be able to go out there and pick their own stuff and bring it back into their kitchen and make it, you know, make food with things that they've grown. Exactly. Exactly. There's a lot of those out there for, you know, that are helping vets out at no cost. Uh, uh, so, and that's for equipment too. So <laughs> look <Right>. around. <laughs> And so that's, that's another thing, you know, here in our village, there's, for any of our services, there's never a fee. Um, this is, we do fundraising, we have private donations. Um, we're not affiliated with any other organization, so as a nonprofit, we all have our struggles from time to time, but there is no federal money invested into our program. We did this strictly with the help of our community. That's fantastic. We're going to go ahead and take a break and talk more about tiny houses when we come back. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, borrowed by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. (laughs) 
your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned in to American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Jeff Gustin from the Veterans Outreach of Wisconsin. Now, Jeff, when other com- when say other communities might be interested, uh, how, how would they go about finding more information out about the tiny houses? Well, the first thing, they can call us for any questions. Um, we'll share any information, anything that we went through to get to our village built. Uh, you have to work very close with your local municipalities. Um, Tiny houses are still a very gray area, so we got lucky here in Racine where they liked our idea, they liked what we wanted to do, so they worked very closely with us to ensure that we could do this. Um, I've talked to other places around the country that want to start something like this, and their municipalities told them no because they didn't know what to think of it. Because our village is up and built, um, we can share with them how the city licensed us, how the, what ordinances the city put in place to make this happen, what we had to do. Um, we have a blueprint. We have a template. Uh, we'll share that with anybody that wants to start this. We're, we're all in the same game here. Um, we want to help our struggling veterans get back on their feet. And uh, like you said, this is not a competition. This is let's do what's best and get these men and women back to where they belong. All right. Well, Jeff, what's the biggest, I can't see, uh, what's the biggest concern these communities have that don't want them to exist? Uh, it's really not even that they have a concern. Um, everybody is so black and white. If it's not in the book, um, it's hard for them to think outside the box. That's true. Uh, if you go in and talk to your municipality or your building inspector about a tiny house, they'll kind of give you a blank stare for a second because they don't really understand <laughs> what to do with it, how, how it needs to be built. Um, our homes are built to today's construction standards. We had an architect do drawings, and 
with our architect, you know, he did all of the work that we turned into the city, and then the city just agreed with him that it was right. So rather than going through the struggles of that on your own, we'll share the information, we'll share our blueprint with you, and that'll help you, you know, be able to explain to your municipality how to do it. And then if they have questions, they can call ours. They can call the city of Racine and say, what did you do to make this right? How did you get around the ordinances and zonings that are out there to make this happen. Right, right. You know, I'm, I'm thinking while you're talking also uh, as far as uh, becoming a veteran outreach of another state, another's trying to become maybe a VSO, uh, you know, uh, that uh, veterans service organization. Uh, uh, going into other states would qualify you for those state, uh, uh, you know, uh, foundations. Um, There's so much there. There's so much that could be helping vets. You're the the number one first to come first serve there, Uh, you know. uh, Came came in there, drew a picture, and, and, and some people seen it. Seeing that, seeing what the, uh, how, how many lives it could save, because it all adds up to one thing. There's still 22 vets every day that are killing themselves, committing suicide. And uh, uh, if you can't see this stopping it, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're hoping to really, you know, impact that number in our area. Uh, giving somebody a sense of self-worth, um, you know, giving back their independent living, uh, back to a comfortable lifestyle is, is definitely going to help, you know, bring that number down, I think. Oh, yeah, definitely. You can see that right away. I mean, it helps. The camaraderie, first of all, you have it. They're not, they're not alone. Like you mentioned at the very first part of the show, they're not alone. And uh, that's, that's what right. they need. Um, you know, there's an organization out there it's called uh, 22 Kill, and uh, their whole idea on this concept is each person put has a ring. It's a black ring, and they fit that ring on their trigger finger. So God forbid if it ever came to that where they're going to use that trigger finger, they realize that they're not alone. There's, there's right. thousands of them out there that are under that organization. And again, it's, <laughs> this is boiling all down to one thing here, and that's uh, helping them out. Bill? Well, Jeff, you know, you're, you're willing to share, uh, I think probably can be expanding to the willing to network uh, with other uh, organizations that are helping veterans around the country. And in our uh, broadcasting here, we've, we've come across uh, many other organizations out there that are doing things that uh, we're working together in concert. For an example, uh, Gary, as you know, we're always promoting uh, the Tools for Troops concept, which is out in, uh, in uh, Oregon. Uh-huh. to uh, making tools available to uh, veterans uh, that are in, uh, in, a, in a program such as yours, Jeff, that they can, uh, that will give them, they can use on a temporary basis, keep them permanently. And another organization that comes to mind, and since a lot of these folks will be looking for work, is uh, it's an organization in Delaware that's called uh, Suiting Our Veterans for Success, Suiting the Troops. So uh, sharing and network, I think uh, networking is pretty much 
synonymous together. That's true. Oh, absolutely. If we if we all work together, we can we can end this problem. That's what it's all about, right there. Now we only do have a couple minutes left, Jeff. It was a pleasure having you on the show today. And what would you like to share with our listeners in closing? Um, just pay attention. Um, you know that person that you walk around on the sidewalk because she lives on the streets. Yesterday, that was your hero. That guy saved your life. Um, give him a hand up. You know nobody wants to be in that position. And, you know, we have a lot here in our country. Uh, let's not take it for granted. Let's share it with those that are in need. That's true. Very, very true. Bill? Well, Jeff, thank you very much for serving and supporting uh, veterans in Wisconsin. It's uh, it's so important. Uh, you know, uh, as long as you can be uh, independent to an extent doing things there, which is uh, indigenous to your area where you are, you can be very successful in helping these men and women to get back on their feet and become and and to continue to be productive citizens. So uh, that is outstanding on your part. Thank you very much for being with us today and sharing your message uh, with uh, the uh, network of housing in in, uh, in Wisconsin. Well, and thank you for letting me come on today and uh, sharing what we do. Um, uh, the biggest part of this is, is awareness. Um, if you don't know, you can't help, and hopefully we got through to some people that now know about a problem and are going to be willing to step up and help a little bit. That's right. And again, uh, also, Jeff, when you uh, have videos, I know you're going to be taking videos of the successes that goes along here. Send us those videos. We'll get them on to oh, the uh, Veteran Suicide Prevention Channel, and uh, that way you'll get more and more credibility as we move along. Certainly. And, uh, we'll, we'll be sending you. We'll stay in touch for sure. Definitely. And again, thanks to all our listeners and supporters. And remember, we spotlight and promote the best available information of interest to America's veterans and their families anytime, anywhere, and on any mobile device. I'm Gary Ray, along with my co-host Bill and our guest Jeff Gustin from Veterans Outreach of Wisconsin. Thanks for joining us today, and we'll see you next week. Be safe out there. Thank you again for joining us for this week's edition of American Heroes Network. Please join Gary Ray again next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week. We are America, and we truly do believe you're the backbone of our nation, thanks to you.